This is Dubai Eye 103.8. This is The Conversation. Ideas worth spreading and stories worth telling. On Afternoons with Helen Farmer. Mario Messani joining us this afternoon from Child Safe ME. And we are talking about getting ready for the summer, not in the sunscreen, you know, booking a holidays kind of way, but making sure that your family is going to be safe, that your children have some good knowledge, some good parameters, and you feel confident in their ability to navigate situations. As many of us head back to see family or head on holiday or both, we're talking this afternoon about stranger danger and child and indeed parental awareness of their safety and security. And we're asking you, what do you do to prepare your children? We'd love to know um, your kind of, well, guidelines in your home, how old your children are and when do you start talking to your children about the potential dangers in the world. Good afternoon. Hi, Helen. Thanks for having me again. Well, thank you for joining us. And I think it's something that's on many people's minds. We are so lucky here in Dubai to live in such a safe place. True. And honestly, I find myself taking it for granted quite a lot. Yes. But many of us will be going back to either home countries or heading away on holiday where it isn't that safe, quite simply, yeah. for for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And indeed, we... There's, there's, there's going to be bad people everywhere we go. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no getting True. away from it. So we're yes. going to be talking about, I actually don't like this phrase, stranger danger. Well, there was a lot of debate about it. Like, do we really, should should we really use stranger danger? I mean, it, I think we should. I but mean, it rhymes. It's yes, catchy. It does. <laughs> but it's a bit misleading. It is. And as long as it doesn't create fear mm-hmm. in, in your children when you tell them about it and you really explain what does it mean, because not all strangers are bad. And, you know, statistically, many children are be it abducted or abused or, or worse. It can happen from people that they know. Exactly. So the kind of the route that we've gone in our family is about tricky people. Yeah. So it's about people that we... Okay, I like that. You've got to bear in mind that my kids are young, you know, yes. they're two and four. But you know, mm-hmm. when my four-year-old was about yeah about a year ago, we started talking to her about tricky people. And it's people that give you a thumbs down feeling. Yeah. Okay. Or a tummy feeling. Yeah. <laughs> a funny tummy feeling. Exactly. Yes. Um, how do you kind of advise you navigate this? So there is a view? there is another wording that I use when I do this. We because I, I I mentioned we work with nurseries, with schools, and with parents. Uh, we use trusted adult or untrusted, safe adults or unsafe adults. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we need to start early, first of all. I mean, uh, people say how early. It well depends on your children's learning ability and where they stand. But it's very important to not leave it to when it's too late. So, Or indeed them getting information from someone that might not be able to phrase it correctly or might scare them. Exactly, or deliver the wrong message. So mm-hmm. we don't want that. So what, I mean, the first thing to start with is really about uh, good touch and bad touch. That's something that you can use diagrams and drawings. And you will be surprised. I was uh, doing a workshop the other day and I bought these cards, playing cards from the Creative uh, Minds shop. That's where I spend yeah. a lot of money. There you go. <laughs> so they have they had these and it, it shows like uh, it, it different uh, people in the community, like police officer, doctor, uh, a staff in a, in a shop or teachers or community people. So I think it's really good when you're sitting around with your children, just use these playing cards and say, okay, this is a safe adult. This is someone you can trust if, I, if I'm not around. For example, if they are in the shopping mall and they get lost and mm-hmm. they don't know where to go to. Because it can be very stressful, you know, for children. If we don't discuss this with them, then things can really go wrong. So 
Start basic. <laughs> well, it's interesting. My four-year-old is going through a really, really frustrating and quite scary stage of just running away. So we were in the bookshop over the weekend and that was it. She got she got annoyed about something and okay. then she just disappeared. Oh, no. And, you know, we're in a bookshop, the yeah, security on the, on, <laughs> on the door. But, okay. um, you know, it's Dubai Mall. I'm yes, not, I, it's, I'm, it's I, safe. I'm, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> touching all the wood. wood but yeah. when they... Are an age, it's, it can be really hard to rationalise with them. And what I was really aware of doing was not going, don't you ever run away again? And me being really angry at her for effectively yeah. coming back to us. Um, so how do we make sure the kids are aware that not everybody is well-intentioned without scaring them? So uh, have you played the game What If game with your children? No, no, what is it? So it's it's a very, I mean, uh, What If game, it's you come up with scenarios, like for example, yeah, somebody, get a child getting lost in the you shopping mall. You run away mall. from me in yes. the bookshop again. Yeah, exactly. What, <laughs> what would you do next? So you, you try to, uh, obviously you get them in the right moment when they are sitting around and having a fun activity and you blend this within the activity that they're having already. So you say, okay, let's play the what if game. What if I'm not around and suddenly you, you can't find me and there's so many adults, who do you go to? And then this is when you start saying, okay, this is the person you can trust, maybe a mother with a buggy if she has a child, maybe you can go into a shop or see a security guy. So there's, different things that you can discuss it all depends what scenarios are more common to your kids <laughs> running I mean, away <laughs> thinking it's hilarious yeah. she did it to me yesterday um just ran away from the shop and i was there going oh, was this the first car. time or no in the last couple of weeks this okay. has become a real thing oh really okay so it does hugely hugely concern me if anybody has an advice please do let us know we're asking you what do you do to keep your children safe and this could be words that you use techniques tricks we're, what we're really talking about is, about is what makes a bad stranger. You know, strangers aren't necessarily bad. And I don't want to raise children who are afraid of everybody yes. in the world. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be the um, the best the way. best thing. Yeah. So rather than saying, you know, stay away from strangers, it's more to do with, as you said, that safe people. Yes, people safe you can people, trust. trusted people. And also what to say. Sometimes running away is not always the best solution, you know, running away, where do they run to? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how uh, would they manage a situation? And it depends on their age range. There's always a wording that you can teach them or a code, uh, a family code word that you can have. Like if something happens, you want to call or message if they are at that age. If not, then what do you need to say if a stranger approaches you with a candy or with a toy that that is your favorite toy. So it's very important to go through these scenarios with them because they might or they might not experience it. So it's very important to have the discussion with them around When it. you go into nurseries and schools, what are some of the conversations the kids are having with you and what are some of the scenarios that they might have heard in the world? So it's so sweet. I mean, when we go to nurseries, sometimes I get I take a mascot with the Dubai police when we go for a visit from the awareness. So they actually get scared of the mascot. So it takes time to build that in so he has to take his uh, you know face off and then it's like oh this is a real person and then we say okay he's a police officer he's someone you should trust the teacher is someone you should trust so we try we uh, start doing like stories and scenario what if scenarios and this is when they start getting tuned in and learning more about it because before that I mean I'm sure a lot of family does it if you do this I will call the police or I will tell him to come and get you something like that so we want to avoid this (laughs) (laughs) are you doing that as well yeah we might have used that a couple of times (laughs) because you don't want them to be like 
feeling like if there is no one around and they see a uniform that they can identify like a police officer or somebody who is a safe adult, then they will remember, okay, this is the person who is going to catch me and... You know, so so you don't want to create the fear. You, you want, want a positive association. Yes, exactly. Mark saying on 4001, <laughs> we love the what if scenario game. Uh, see that nice man or lady. What if he or she asks you to help find a lost kitty? What would you do? What if he or she has some yummy treats they want to give you? It's a great test of their, of their boundaries. Thank you for that, Mark. Keep yours coming in. We're asking you this afternoon, what rules and regulations and kind of parameters have you put in place with your kids to protect them from, as we're saying, badly intentioned people it's it's safe to say that we need to have this dialogue from a yeah. pretty early age it's making sure it's age appropriate mm-hmm. because kids are quite naturally trusting of adults and this can you know it's a good thing most of the time so it might surprise them that there are strangers who don't um well strangers don't need to ask children for directions they yeah. you know they're grown-ups yeah or Adults will not ask children to find a kitten or a yeah. dog that is lost. So or to keep a secret. Or to keep a secret, yeah. So there are things that these are can be played as a what-if game. And also, I mean, as you say, children up until three, four years old, they see everybody as nice people mm-hmm. around them. They can't distinguish somebody safe and unsafe. So it takes a lot of efforts from the parents, really, to come around this discussion. You can't just let it be whenever they learn about it it's your responsibility to start early with the kids around this subject so love to get your thoughts on this and thank you to everyone who's getting in touch imagine saying i always tell the kids and inform them remind them about safety and also ask them if something comes up and happening around to let us know right away and a message here from Syria saying my mum used a password system with us we weren't allowed to go with anyone unless they had the password it meant if mum or dad couldn't pick us up they would tell the password to that person so we would know it was safe and Jules I love this one uh, because it's something I'm going to try and teach my kids uh, Jules saying I've taught my four year olds if they get lost they must stay together don't cross roads go into a shop and ask for help I've taught them my phone number so they can say please call my mummy her number is X. And if there are no shop security guards, ask a lady who has children, shout my name instead of mummy in crowded places if lost. That's really good advice. Yeah, Because there, there's lots of kids shouting mummy and mama. Yeah, and lots of mummies around. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, Jules. You mentioned before, Mariam, about good touch and bad touch. And this is something that can be taught from toddler up. Can you explain a little bit about how we can enforce this with our children? Uh, yes. So uh, a lot of parents or children themselves, they get confused. I mean, how do we even start talking about the discussion because it can be sensitive in some settings. So uh, the easy thing to say that uh, the bathing suit, whatever is covered by bathing suit for girls and boys, this is their private areas. And uh, as long as they know their private areas, then we need to agree who is okay to see the private area or touch the private areas within the family circle or outside the family circle. This is something I'm trying to communicate to my little girl by just kind of showing her on a hand, you know, number of people using the fingers, mm-hmm. you know, mummy can, daddy can, um, our nanny can, yeah. um, a doctor or a nurse can, but only if... If you're around. If I'm around. Yes. And then her grandparents. Yeah, exactly. And then she starts to get into the, can this lady at school, if she's helping me at the toilet, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, we might need to use her other hand. But, <laughs> but it's good that she's questioning people yes. that 
you know, she interacts with in that way. And you will be surprised. She will not forget that, you know, if anyone comes and ask or try to touch or anything, she will remember. They will use the wording that you teach them to say, like, this is my private area. You're not supposed to be touching it or doing anything. Or I don't feel good about it. You know, it's give me this funny tummy <laughs> feeling. So then they, they know they need to do something and speak to you about it or someone else. So we're kind of looking, you know, fingers on a hand. What other ways could we communicate that to kids? So, I mean... Not all the houses maybe have hula hoops uh, in them. <laughs> I do. You do? Okay, I have one as well. <laughs> so the, the best thing is to put one on the floor, start drawing or have these playing cards that I was mentioning from Creative Minds or any kind of pictures that you can print and cut by and use them as a identification for the children, as a safe adult or unsafe adult. Place the safe ones. So, for example, grandpa, you have a picture, grandma, or people who are around, the nanny or a daddy, your yourself, you know, all in the middle of the hula hoop. And then whoever is outside is untrusted adult or you can identify, okay, these are also trusted adult as long as these inside the hula hoop are not around. So then we're talking about the police officers, we're talking about, you know, uh, somebody working in a shop if nobody's around, things like that keep those messages coming in and it's interesting talking about that that private area the NSPCC in the UK has what they call the Pantasaurus which is an, it's it's interesting to it's worth a watch it's quite a you know fun little tune um, but they break it down in terms of pants so you know privates are private so you need to be clear with your child that whatever underwear covers are your private parts and explain what private means yes you know make sure they're using language that they actually understand and of course sometimes it might be doctors or nurses or family members but explain um, that those people should always explain why they need to do that. Yeah, and while you're around, that's very important. And yeah. to, to check and ask if it's okay. So it's, yeah. I don't think it's ever too early to introduce the idea of, of consent around that as well. And yeah. always remember, so A is always remember your body belongs to you. Yeah. Um, so... My no. body is my body. That's what you. They should say. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if yeah. any, you can, they can always feel free to say no, um, yeah. and that's that's a big thing for a kid to say yeah, no to is. an adult. But yeah. um, they should always tell an adult that they trust and understand that no means no, and that they are ultimately in control of their body, and no one should make them do anything they feel uncomfortable with. Secrets, um, I think, is a really key one that they include as well. That. Mm your child should always know that they can talk to you about things that worries them and that yeah, sharing things won't get them into trouble. Yeah, they're not supposed to keep a secret. And if somebody as an adult comes and tells them a secret, they I mean, this is it. If we do the what if game, then and one good thing as well to reward them, actually, when they give the right answer, when you're doing this game around and they love that. I mean, I don't know. Every family has its own treat or how they treat their children when a good uh, way. So it's very important if they answer the right question, the right question, uh, answer then they should be giving something to f make them feel better about it yeah and the difference between good and bad secrets you know bad secrets making you feel sad or worried or frightened and good secrets might be you know a surprise birthday party or you know make yeah. it, making a making a card for mummy but to understand that secrets always come out and maybe we should be rephrasing some as surprises rather than secrets yeah <laughs> and speaking up so always tell your child it's good to talk to an adult that they trust about anything that makes them sad anxious or frightened message here saying i believe we have to allow to give our children some independence as well and not helicopter them all the time for example allow them to ride the metro at a certain age i believe learning life skills slowly in a safe environment is crucial some people think an uber is safer than the metro for example and won't allow kids on the metro i would disagree a teenager 
teenager alone in a car poses more risk than riding the metro, especially in Dubai, where cameras are everywhere. This is starting the process of independence and situational awareness. We have luxuries in Dubai that we won't have in home countries. I was riding the metro age 12 back in Canada to school. In Dubai, many of us won't allow this. So this is an interesting point of discussion. And mm. I think when to allow your children to start taking risks is a really, really important one. Um, lots of messages coming in on this topic as well. And please do keep them coming. Liza say, I have three rules for my children with regards to talking to strangers. These are who to look for if they're lost or ever need help. One, put ladies pushing buggies with babians. Sorry, guys. People wearing uniforms, e.g. like at Lego Lounge in the supermarket. People in shops behind the counter taking money. They also have strict instructions to never open the front door. And Farrah says, I've said to my son, if anyone says you have to kiss them or hug them, etc., and you don't want to, then it's fine to say no. Had to speak about this, as we do have some relatives who are quite forceful, and I just don't want my children to believe they are not allowed to say no. Coming mm. back to that point of consent, 4001, to share what you do with your kids. Um, the question that I wanted to ask you was about backpacks, because I yeah. see it all the time mm-hmm. in my kids' uh, schools and nurseries. Is it safe to put... I'm not just talking about little labels on the lunchbox, but a backpack with a big name on. How smart is that? I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, research has shown, you know, when we look at uh, the statistics of kidnapping and uh, children being like abused or, you know, things that happen. Because there are, the, as we say, the unsafe adult or unentrusted adult, they don't always look bad they can be dressed very nicely they can go and look for the uh, the child when they leave the school look at their names and children will react better or more friendly to people who know their names so having their names in the backpack i don't think it's a good idea yes you can have it in their lunchbox because they only display that in the nursery or you can have maybe a, a name card inside the the, the backpack but not uh, in the front of it or in the back of it for people to see i don't think there's a point uh, that. So what should we be advising our children to do if the worst happens, if something goes wrong and the stranger grabs them? How can they react to that? So it depends where they are. I mean, again, going back to the what if game, you don't want to scare them. But yes, you want to tell them if somebody grabs you and they are very little, they can't. It's about yelling, saying the help or shouting the name of their parents or uh, just trying to yell and kick and trying to get away from them. It's not something you want to encourage a lot, but when it happens, this this is the, the best way to do it. And if they are not at that stage that they grab them, they can say, no, I don't know you. I'm not coming with you. And then just start run to some a safe place. One of the few times that we would encourage biting and kicking in our children. <laughs> Keep the yeah. messages coming in. But going back to this message about riding the metro and taking risks, I think yeah. that's absolutely right. We don't want to mollycoddle our children. We don't want to create a culture of fear in them. Exactly. So how can we start encouraging them to take small risks within that safe environment? So um, I, I totally agree with the person who sent this message. It's about really creating the social skills, teaching our children. We don't want to create a, an adult, a future adult who is uh, you know, not confident, not being able to make a conversation, or this has an impact on their adult life. So definitely they need to start, but it all depends on uh, different children. It's a different age range. I can't just put like say five to eight years old, they can start doing that. It depends how the parency. It's all about the brain development, how, where they stand in terms of their learning and how much you can trust them mm-hmm. as a parent. And are they going to really follow the orders when you tell them this is the way to go to the metro, take the ticket. So it's, it's very important to assess this from your own uh, perspective rather than saying this is the age range when I will start 
uh, letting them uh, go and ride the metro on their own. And building up slowly, slowly. I mean, exactly. You know, there's one thing that we do know that life will absolutely present risks for all of us. Exactly. So yes. we need to equip our kids, uh, you know, early as possible. But incrementally. So, for instance, there's a cafe that we go to a lot and Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to say to Phoebe, why don't you go up and ask for, you know, an apple juice? And, you know, to have her walk through the cafe up Mm -hmm. to the counter where I can see her. And they get excited. Yeah, because she feels, you know, she feels like a grown up. She feels empowered. And I want Mm -hmm. her to be able to navigate the world with, with confidence. But for me at the minute, it's all about you need to be where I can see you. Yes, exactly. Because that is That's really, really frightening yeah, yeah. when they just scatter. Yeah. Um, and especially in foreign countries where you don't you necessarily you know, know staff members, you don't know... And sometimes the language. Of course, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to a foreign country and the language is not... It's very difficult, so you need to always have them prepared what would happen if this uh, happened to them. Yeah. Coming back to the Metro, um, so yesterday our kind of... <laughs> this, this was how we spent our morning. We were like, OK, what we're going to do is we're going to go up for breakfast and then we're going to park and we're going to get on the Metro, we're going to go to Dubai Mall, go to the bookshop and then, you know, get the Metro back. The kids were Excited. beyond thrilled. Yeah, I you, can imagine. You, they loved every second of it. <laughs> but... And it's free for under fives. Yeah. So that was the oh, result. Oh, that's good. Loved okay. it. Yeah. But my husband, as we got on the train, said to all of us, it wasn't yeah. about teaching, you know, the children. It was, do you know what happens if we get separated on a train? And it was, you you know, get off at the next station and you stay still. Yeah. And I think as, you know, we do travel to different countries over the summer and especially start to use public transport mm-hmm. to know what to do yeah, um, and to know where to go even for really little ease. So you're already using the what if game? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, see, so you t- if, if this happens, where would you go? So this is exactly what I'm saying. It's like things you need to prepare them, make sure that you cover everything that can go wrong. We, we're not saying things will start going wrong when you start traveling or even in Dubai or in UAE where it's safe, but it's just preparation, like anything when you prepare your children for, the, for life, basically. A message here saying, my daughter's five. She knows my number by heart and knows to share it with someone, more security, etc. in case she loses me. It just makes me feel a bit better knowing she can reach me. That's very good. It yeah, is. And, yeah. and a message here as well saying, we have a song with my phone number, so we all know it. Oh, great. I love that. And, okay, this is going to be my, <laughs> yeah, my creative challenge forget. over the next week. <laughs> create a song with my phone number. I'm about saying, I used to write my telephone number in marker pen on my children's arms and the arms of friends' kids, especially at birthday parties, when taking them to crowded places like theme parks with strict instructions to go to a member of staff in the uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, and a tip I read recently, when you are going to somewhere like a theme park or somewhere where it's going to be crowded, yeah. is take a photo of your kid before you leave home so you know what they're wearing mm. on that day and you can show that to any member if of anything, staff yeah. mm. um, it is of course our parents duty to know what our kids are up to um, mm. and that of course includes online and in real life too um, and we we do want people to be taking risks it's not about scaremongering yeah, and saying exactly. you know don't leave the house because yeah. you know evil walks among us but it is really about making sure our children know what to do if they feel Yucky or threatened yeah. or whatever, whatever word you choose. And the do's choose. and don'ts, you know, these are the things that uh, you need to discuss with them. And not just for them when they are outside, but even in the house, you have rules and regulations, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you need to have the same thing when they are outside, when they are using iPad, iPhone or any kind of uh, internet uh, tools. Some guidelines I read recently, which are by Patty Fitzgerald from, um, from Safely Ever After. Mm. Um, I think 
this is really a really good, nice checklist to be able to run through with your family and making sure you're all on the same page. So it's, I am the boss of my own body. I know the day, name, address and phone number and my parents' names too. And as we said, it's great if parents um, can teach their kids their phone numbers. They know which safe grown-ups um, to go to and know mm-hmm. that safe grown-ups don't ask kids for help. They go to other grown-ups if they need yeah. assistance, if they have, as you said, lost a cat or need directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I must never go anywhere or take anything from someone I don't know. And I must check first with my with the, my safe grown-ups with permission before I go anywhere, change my plans, get into a car, even if it's someone I know. If I can't check first, then the answer is no. And going back to everybody's bathing suit areas are private. I don't have to be polite if someone makes me feel scared or uncomfortable. It's okay to say no, even to a grown-up, if I have to. And mm-hmm. I don't keep secrets, especially if they make me feel scared or uneasy. If I ever get lost in a public place, I can freeze and yell or go to men with kids and ask for help. And I will always pay attention to my inner voice, especially if I get that uh-oh feeling. Mm-hmm. What would be your big takeaways for anyone travelling this summer? So make sure, I mean, especially if if you're going somewhere that the, it's not the same language, it's not English or whatever language that you're speaking at home, uh, to make sure you have the details of where they need to go to, the phone number, the international phone number that you're using. Sometimes it can be different. Also identify the emergency numbers if they are at that age that they can call. And uh, also the hotel, you know, sometimes you go out and thinking, oh, yeah, you, you're all going to come back together. But things can happen. Things can go wrong. So where where is the hotel? Where are you staying? or the address of where you are based, if it's a a family or friends. So it's very important. And also start the conversation now before going there, because already going on holiday, it's a big deal for the kids. And you don't want to add pressure. You know, if you start like preparing now when they are packing their suitcases, let's talk about that and get them excited because it is exciting, you know, for them to learn about new skills and how to say no. What's one of the things that if they feel funny about something, they should say no and speak to an adult, trusted adult. And where can people find out more about you, Mariam, and the services that you offer? So uh, they can visit the website uh, www.childsafeme.com or we, we follow our Instagram page at childsafeme. And uh, you can contact us if you if you are in a nursery or in a school or hospital. We can do visits by the Dubai police as well to come and do an awareness session by the Awareness and Security Department. Thank you so much for all of your expertise and insights. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for sharing all of your tips. This is Dubai Eye 103.8.